0: Mary Duplissi coming to you from PCA 2023 here at the Venetian Expo in Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, standing here with my good friend, Mr. Skip Martin of aromacraft craft vac Skip, do you fold or crinkle? Uh,
1: are we talking about... What are we talking
0: about? You told me to ask you an interesting question. Do I fold or crinkle? Yeah, open and, open-ended open question. Are we talking about Cellophane?
1: Okay, so cellophane, after I take a cigar out of cellophane, I tie it into an, a bow, like a knot. Okay,
0: cool. Okay, I don't
1: easy. I don't fold it, I don't crinkle it.
0: <laughs> I tie it into a knot. After over a decade in this industry, Skip, you and Mike as your partner have put together some of the hottest cigars that are on the market. Like you are always fond of saying, you sell everything you make and uh, you are now making some other additional cigars new to the Coroma Craft portfolio that we're really excited to talk about. Uh, Let's talk about the the project that we've been seeing in the making for over a year now, uh, celebrating uh, a milestone in your own personal life and the lives of the people that you call family, the Quinquagenario. What can you tell us a little bit about this project?
1: Yeah, so um, when I was turning 50, uh, we decided that, uh, <clears throat> what I decided was is that I had been in Nicaragua for 10 years and what I wanted to do is go back into that mode of learning. And so I, I called Ernie and I said, hey, um, I really wanna learn more about Dominican tobacco. So my thought process is this, this brand called Quinquennario, I turned 50 in 22, Esteban was gonna turn 50 in 24, and, uh, or Will, and Mike was gonna turn 50 in 26. So I said, if we create this we I could go back to my roots, where I started as a cigar fanboy, but now having the knowledge that I have having made cigars for 10 years, and go into a place where I can, with the accelerated learning curve, Now I know what I'm talking about, but I can still learn. And so what can I learn about Dominican tobacco? What can I learn about the way you make cigars? Mm -hmm. That actually means something to me now, now that
0: I have, having done it myself for 10 years.
1: And
0: And, when you say, Ernie, you're talking about the legend Ernesto Pesquillo. Ernesto Pesquillo, yeah. Yes.
1: Uh, Yeah. So, um, he said, yeah, at the same time, he was actually talking about making a similar thing with Christian because Christian and I are exactly the same age, right. right? And so, uh, I said, well, let me know. It actually started before that I was going to make kind of the way Pete did the uh, H. Upman. I think it was, or No, the Henry Clay with Altares. Yes. I was gonna do a project like that with General for El Credito mm-hmm. uh, an old an old uh, Project Rico Habano mm-hmm. and that didn't really pan out because Jack left and, and that thing didn't really pan out um, so i kind of pivoted to this and so we went there I spent a year finding tobaccos and looking at tobaccos. The cigar is almost 100% Dominican. It's got an Ecuador a dark uh, Sumatra wrapper. Uh, but other than that, the binder is from Leo Reyes. It's Dominican. Two of the fillers are from Leo Reyes Dominican. Uh, two of the tobaccos are from Ernesto's uh, library of tobacco uh, that just don't exist anymore. Uh, old mm-hmm. stuff. So. Uh, we made them. Uh, we, you know, it was a lot of fighting, a lot of crying, <laughs> you know, a lot of hugging, and then um, they made them over about five months, and then uh, they've been made for about a year. So terrific! That's- yeah, we made fifty thousand, which is about two thousand forty-eight count boxes in some bundles, and uh,
0: they are shipping probably next month so. Terrific. You know, we talked before the cameras started rolling, Skip, we were talking a lot about joy and I, I can actually see the joy uh, when you talk about this project. Because again, you mentioned some heavy hitters in this industry. And like you said, you've come a long way. You have the, the accelerated learning curve that you were talking about, that you were able to take. When you went back to your roots, as you called it, and to be able to learn on this accelerated learning curve that you were talking about, um, you know, how, how did it feel different than when you started the process yourself in Nicaragua? Well, I mean, the process is pretty similar. What, what really
1: changed was, is I had spent five or six years not really. I, I was getting deeper in knowledge about what we were doing, but I, I didn't wasn't really exposed to new things. So, um, I mean, for example, we, we've had a challenge with Audapodaco. We had a, a we had a we had a, a problem that ruined about six thousand pounds. So basically, um, we we can't reproduce BA. Uh, because the Adaparaca that we had been taking care of for years and years and years uh, went bad. So, um, long story there, you know, but it is what it is. So, BA, we stopped production at the in, in September of last year. Uh, Cro-Magnon, we bought Broadleaf six years ago. And we've been consuming that and for every year, for six years, we've been looking for the same kind of quality tobacco and it just doesn't exist. So um, or at least nobody has it that will sell it to me. So uh, we actually stopped production of Cro-Magnet. So we were going to have to fill those gaps with new projects, uh, which we don't launch new things that often. Right. Our last new thing was uh, Baca in 2019. Mm-hmm. So um, and that even that one is like 80,000 cigars a year, right? So. Um, cro Magnet is 350,000 cigars a year Uh, BA is 200,000 cigars a year right so that's more that's about half of our production so enter in a new project right so I'm working on this Mike for a long time has wanted to work with Sumatra I am NOT a fan of Sumatra but having spent the time with Ernie learning about Sumatra hybrids learning about ways to blend the, the things you don't like out of it so the Volstead is a direct result of the work I did with Ernie on King Guajinario. Genario um, He pushed and pushed and pushed to use an echo I wanted to use a Dominican rapper but he pushed and pushed to use Sumatra and so and it's a it's a collaboration so it's not just all me right so um, when we when we went through that process it's like okay I'll use Sumatra but here's my criteria he's like well you've got to learn more. And in that process of learning that stuff um, is where Volstead was born. So, you know, Whisker Rebellion was an extension of BA. Volstead is an extension of EC. Uh, so, uh, you know, we make Neanderthal. We have a lot of yield of, of binder from the San Andreas, from Neanderthal, but it's very heavy. And the same way that the Asian tobaccos work with broadleaf, and uh, with Cro-Magna and Aquitaine, the heavy wrappers, the, the Cameroon and, and Indonesians work great with that tobacco in Whiskey Rebellion, Indonesia. Uh, in this case, we went the other direction with the heavy binder from Neanderthal working really well with the Sumatra hybrid. So the work we did here helped me kind of develop
0: Volstate. It's really interesting how the Venn diagram of your process and, you know, the equation that you put, because again, you're very methodical in the way that you analyze your production and of course your incessant desire, of course, and to and dedication to quality and finding the right tobaccos kind of allowed for this creative process to kind of just unearth or kind of organic because it had to and that's what's really kind of exciting about these two releases yeah i mean you know we've been
1: considering for a while how do we get our production you know beyond the 1.2 million so we opened up our new pre-industry that's that's another 40,000 square feet you know okay. we're we have we're doing our own pre uh, pre-industry now more pilons, more we have a, a whole new 40 people working in that area terrific um We've moved all of our, to, you know, the million or so dollars worth of tobacco we had from everywhere into our own facility. We've, we've tripled that volume now. We're up to about three million in, in raw material. And so we, we have the material to continuously support. As you, as you know, there's people here with six, seven new brands, right? This is our first new brand in four years. Mm-hmm. Um, we had e- EC and we had cro in 2010. ECBA and Aquitaine in 2011, 12, Neanderthal in 14, 16, we had Whiskey Rebellion and Baca because of the, of the FDA thing was coming. And then in uh, 19, we did, or, I'm sorry, 19, we did, or, we had Wonderlust and Whiskey. Mm-hmm. And then in 19, we did Baca. Um, all those were evolutions, but, but we, they were all made to be consistent lines over time. We sell the same number uh, every SKU we've ever launched. We still sell, right? We don't, we don't launch things, let them die, launch something else, whatever. Right. So, um, and it's a credit to
0: this process, Skip. We've talked
1: about this. Yeah. So. So one of the things we've been trying to do is we've been trying to figure out how do we expand. I can't make the factory bigger, right? And I really feel like if we move to another facility, it may change a lot of things that, that you know, like the smell of the factory contributes to the flavors and this size of this room, for whatever reason, the chemistry makes it work a certain way. Oh, interesting. It's so like every factory has its own taste or smell. Its own you DNA. Know? Yeah. yeah, makes sense. So one of the things we've been thinking about is launching brands with other factories. And part of Canquaginario is us working with other factory to figure out, can we have them do it our way? And, and what can we do with their inventory of tobaccos? I mean, you see a lot of cigar things now where, like take uh, Espinosa, they're friends of ours. I mean, hopefully I won't offend them, but uh, they have 601. They, they, it's impossible to find the inventories of tobaccos to support that. They have their own factory. Arizona, mm-hmm. but you go to AJ and say, "Hey, can I buy some tobacco?" And he's like, "Instead of selling you the tobacco, let me just make the cigar." And now a big piece of Esparza is made at the other factory. Right. Saka made it two factories, right? Nick made it two or three factories. Illusion uh, made it two or three factories. You know, Pete Johnson, mainly uh, uh, my father, but also the uh, you know the the other factory that they work with, right? Correct. So what we're trying to do is we're trying to figure out can we expand what we do. <clears throat> and and make a good sustainable brand in another
0: factory. So King Guajanara was a part of that as well, right? So that a lot of excitement and a lot of things to come to see. And and, and again, we've we've learned so much about how you are and your diligence skip over the years and your, the pride that you take in making these cigars. So with these with these new thoughts about expansion and these predicaments that you found yourself in. Uh, we're really excited to see what's going to come out of some of these potential partnerships that you talk about down the road. So uh, congratulations on Genario Volstead, and uh, all the things to come. Thanks. And uh, we really appreciate over your over 10 years of dedication to this industry and Thanks, some man. of our favorite cigars. We're fanboys. We like to say that. And uh, for the Cigar Coop Coalition, Skip Martin of Roma Craft Tobacco. We'll see you soon, everybody. Thanks, guys.